Hello and welcome to episode 270 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and here we are going to record straight from the House of Hades about Hades, Supergiant's fourth game and the fourth episode in our two-month miniseries of uh, Supergiant Games Month that somehow lasted two months. But who's joining <laughs> me to talk about Hades? Uh, four other Greek mythology enthusiasts, starting with Alana Hayes. All right there, mate. And Leona McCallum. Hi there. And Nikki Vakuri. Hello. And making his triumphant return to the podcast after an absence of more than two years, Dom Kim. Ooh, glad to be here. All right, Leona, Alana, Nikki, Dom. We have a hell of a game to talk about, and not just because it's set in a literal version of hell. Um, Hades came out in... Uh, in early access, I think a little less than two years ago, for a lot, while it was on the, an, an exclusive to the Epic Games Store, had a very well publicized and well researched early access period that had a lot that had a lot of input. Um, there was even a NoClip documentary, a recent Retro Encounter favorite, NoClip. Um, <laughs> so there is just so much about this game that you can find on the internet, and it ended up being one of the stand, standout games of 2020. When it finally released on uh, on multiple platforms, including Steam and Switch, uh, in I want to say uh, September, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, well, September seventeenth. Yeah, right. So uh, there's many ways you could have experienced Hades over the past year plus, but the five of us at least played through it enough to um, to get to Greece a couple times, and uh, so I'm gonna let's go down one by one. Each of us. Um, what were you, what was your early impression of Hades when you first played it? How did it strike you, and how much did you end up liking it? Because this is going to be a positive podcast, listeners. Uh, so if you're looking for the like, um, Hades gets roasted at the Apollo. Look elsewhere. Uh, starting with you, Leona. What were your early impressions of Hades, and and where are you now with it? Well, you can actually find my early impressions because I actually streamed it uh, yeah. the first time I ever played it. It was just, it was just a, like a one-off stream. I was like, let's try this game, Hades. It seems fun. It's new. Uh, and then I, I, I booted up and I fell in love. I really, really enjoyed the gameplay. And I think I was naturally drawn to the Greek mythology of it all. I love Greek mythology. I love all mythology, but oh, Greek yeah. mythology has also always been my favorite ever since I was a kid. And then the art style was so beautiful and everything, so I just had to keep playing in my off time. Uh, I had amazing uh, first experience with it. I'm also a Greek myths enthusiast. I had a a big art deco style art uh, book of Greek myths called Dolaires that I read cover to cover as a child and had mm. to buy mu- had to buy okay. multiple new versions of because my old ones kept getting torn apart. I wonder if that's the same one I had. I had a big like encyclopedia of like Greek myth and gods and stuff that my grand got me and every day I'd sit behind the couch with this giant encyclopedia and read it through. It, 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 it may have been. I mean, there, there's a lot of good resources for Greek mm-hmm. myths, both both uh, academic and for children, and I've read multiple of them, and so I was even surprised that, uh, you know, like, Hades doesn't just stick to the 12 main gods that everyone knows. They, they get into the... Um, they get into, like, the Hesiod stuff and the, uh, and the, and the, like, the obscure underworld denizens stuff. And it's mm-hmm. and and the interpretations are always so beautiful and fun. Uh, Nikki, what was your experience playing Hades? Well, I saw uh, I play it on Switch, and I saw Nintendo put a tweet out when it was like, "Oh, it's coming soon," and I'm like, "Oh, handsome guy, 
let's get it. Mm-hmm. And it's very fun. Uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed Bastion. So I'm like, oh, I'll probably like this too. And it's very addicting, even though I'm very bad and I've only cleared it a few times. It's very addicting despite that. Yeah, I mean, of course, winning at Hades is great, but it's a game that I don't even feel bad when I lose, and I have lost so many more times than I've won that oh, I that I, yeah. that, that, that I I keep playing it even though I haven't gotten to clear in several days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, re um, the handsomeness of the boys and girls and and gender binary non identifiers in Hades is something that will come up. I promise you. Um, so. Uh, Dom, what what uh what was your Hades experience like? Yeah, well, um, I was, I'm I was going through kind of um a roguelike phase, I guess, and I saw and I've been peeling through like stuff like Enter the Gungeon and The Binding of Isaac, and then I saw Hades pop up in Steam, so I was like, hey, might as well try this one out. And what struck me was just how. I guess accessible Hades is as a roguelike compared to many other games in its genres, and yeah, it was like one of the, one of the few experiences I had where like I immediately just took to the game, and like my first session was just straight up like what like four or five hours, just nonstop running, and yeah, I was I was I, su- I was surprised myself at how much I found myself enjoying Hades. And shoot, I I think that. Dom just used the word roguelike for the first time this whole podcast. We didn't, I, I mean, we've barely, I barely mentioned what kind of game Hades is. It is steeped in Greek mythology. It is full of handsome people. But at its core, it's a roguelike with a lot of RPG elements. Roguelikes being games that focus on, um, on, on, random, on randomized content and multiple runs. The intention that you play a game that has a short-ish gameplay loop multiple times in, in hopes of, uh, of, of you know achieving faster or better results or uh, closer to completion with uh, um, with each run and I mean uh, Spelunky is a platformer themed roguelike. Uh, uh, let's see, what, I'm trying to think of some more. Uh, Rogue Legacy is a roguelike that has a lot of carryover RPG elements. That's a, also an action game that's a little like a Castlevania. Um, more recently, Slay the Spire is a pretty popular card game ro- roguelike that I uh, that I binged on after receiving it as a Christmas gift. Um, Slay the Spire is so fun. Some days ago, yeah, that's another good one. Um, but uh, but Hades is a roguelike with isometric action, and it's um, developed by Supergiant Giant Games, which we've... Uh, uh, reported on their podcast on um, excuse me, we reported on their oeuvre on this podcast recently, including Bastion, which Nikki mentioned. And Alana, you were on those podcasts with me, and they were all super fun to record. Uh, but I, I think Hades might be my favorite super giant game. Uh, what was your experience, uh, or what has your experience with Hades been the past few months? Oh, yeah, um, pretty much the same. Um, kind of the opposite, really. Like, I don't, I've never really got into roguelikes, and I think. Maybe the more appropriate term for Hades is roguelite in that it uses, the, it kind of embraces those RPG elements with the kind of randomized content style of things. So I've never really clicked with them, but I got this, like, I'd never really clicked with Supergiant Games' stuff until after playing Hades. Um, and so a friend, like, recommended it to me a couple of days after it came out. They were like, you've got to play this, you've got to play this, you'll love this. I was like, all right, it's 20% off on the Switch and I'll do it. And within the first hour, I knew I loved it. There was something about the design, the charm, the dialogue that just completely grabbed me. It was 
unlike anything I'd ever played before. And I just kept coming back and back and back. And yeah, like Greek myth, like mythology in video games and in particularly RPGs is pretty overused. And Greek itself is probably the most common, but you've already kind of addressed it, Solosi. Like it goes so much further into like the 12 most popular gods and the base knowledge. And it's a really authentic interpretation of traditional Greek myth, as well as being really unique and characterful so like every single personality is very true to how they were believed to be or written to be or drawn to be and it translates so well to the medium as well and like yeah like i'm not great at this game but every time i die i'm getting every time i win i get something every time i get every time i die i get something good so it's like why do I not want to keep playing? You know, I will lose three to four hours on this just, just having a blast. And yeah, I, I've I absolutely love this game. It's so good. I can't stop playing it. Like I've had it since September. And <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 approaching eighty hours now. Um, so yeah, like you just pick it up for like half an hour, don't you? Lose, mm-hmm. Do one run. You're like, oh, I'll do another run, and it's like three hours later. Oh, I'm so close to that run. I'll just do one more. I'll just yeah, do one more. yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And in between runs, you uh, you know, you uh, um, the main character Zagreus, the son of Hades, uh, gets you know like wades out of the river Styx because that's where you go when you die in the in the in the world of Greek myth. And you get to, you know, spend some time at your home base. You, you talk to all the other denizens, all your friends, maybe tweak your upgrades and your passives a little bit. And e- even that's fun. Like, all the RPG stuff in between the the gameplay runs of the roguelike are fun. And roguelike versus roguelite, this is a level of video game taxonomy that we don't need to spend a lot of time <laughs> on. But, uh, but, like, people that have a more hardcore interpretation of roguelike think maybe they would say roguelite instead because Hades has so many RPG elements and player control elements that uh, maybe Hades is not random or not challenging enough for for roguelike fans to properly embrace so they change one letter of the word um, yeah, it's not easy though like, no, and, 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 it's not hard I'm like what are you playing <laughs> like and uh, the crazy thing is uh well, there's many, multiple crazy things, and we will get into all of them. But uh, the thrust of the game is that you're Zagreus, the son of Hades. You uh, want to, you decide to leave Hades because you've um, learned something about your family, that, and you and you decide to escape. Uh, and, but to reach the surface, to reach Greece proper, you have to go through, um, I, I guess, four different uh, levels of hell to reach the surface. But your uh, cousins and uncles, and I think one aunt up in Olympus, uh, like learn about you from the first time in, in having you escape and decide to help you escape. So every time you uh, do an escape attempt, you choose a weapon, you uh, prepare yourself, and some and occasionally, or very often, uh, one of the Olympian gods will give you an upgrade called a boon. So um, And the rewards you get for clearing each room of this isometric-style uh, action RPG, you'll get... Uh, you can choose between various currencies or boons from the Olympian gods or special upgrades like health increases or daedalus hammers that change properties of your weapons. So the random elements of the roguelike are in Hades are what upgrades you choose and what rewards you balance in each room. And some, and some of those upgrades like the very, like the multiple currencies that I alluded to, you do save in between runs 
and you can use to upgrade yourself or upgrade parts of uh, your base at, at the House of Hades. Alana mentioned being rewarded when you win and rewarded when you die, and I think that this game, in all of the choice it gives you and all of the rewards it gives you, is one of the best kinds of gameplay equilibrium I've ever played. Like, they reward you for every accomplishment and keep track of every accomplishment, and you can carry some of those accomplishments in between runs. We're going to get into, like, who like who our favorite um, uh, husbands and, and wives are in this game and, and ma- many other fun parts of the discussion, but, let, but, but let's stick to gameplay at least for a little bit. Uh, what's either a boon or a weapon or a build like tell me one gameplay or action thing about Hades that we love uh I'll go first um I I love that they somehow made uh this is unrelated to the genre of roguelikes which is uh similar to Alana I was a little bit averse to until playing Hades but I like that they took a kind of build that I never use in an RPG and made it into my favorite build of the game because I love poison now um Mm -hmm. Dionysus boons will let you uh, inflict hangover on enemies, and Dionysus is the Greek god of wine, so of course it oh. makes you hung- hungover. Um, that poison. I thought we were talking about another poison. No, like, different how poison. How can you love that poison? No, <laughs> I, I, I always like. I like. I, I am averse to status effects in RPGs. Like, why do I want to poison or burn something when I could just deal more damage all at once? It's like you know, a like I'm an eight year old playing Pokemon or something. Yeah. But, uh, but. Like Dionysus and making everyone hungover and slow and stumbling over themselves and Dionysus giving you upgrades when you drink from fountains or drink nectar. Like I, I almost always try to have one or two Dionysus uh, boons on me if I run into his icon. And like, and and I normally go, I normally don't love damage over time builds. So, yeah, this this game made me interested in poison in a way I'm not usually. Every god is so interesting. Like, there's no they like are. god. You can always like. There's something fun about every god, really. Do you have a favorite god in a gameplay perspective? Like, I mean, I I just mentioned Dionysus. Uh, uh, what are what are other ones that we that we'd love to see always? I like Demeter. I like um, her builds. I like turning the game into a tower defense game where I just drop a <laughs> just drop a bunch of those ice crystals that shoot laser yeah. beams. Yeah, <laughs> hide behind things. I love that. The, the four action buttons of Hades are attack, special, dash, and cast. Mm-hmm. And if you if you get a Demeter boon and throw it on your cast button, she you get a tower defense laser. Like like I was like I was yeah. playing thirteen sentinels a month ago. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, Artemis has some really fun like cast um, upgrades as well with her boon. So I'm just dropping so many ice crystals when I combine Demeter and Artemis together. <laughs> Yeah, they have one of the best duo boons as well, because if you get their duo boon, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, um, it boosts, or one of their duo boons anyway, it boosts that cost, so it makes it track the enemy faster. Yes. And oh, oh. Watching, Hades, watching Hades' health melt uh-huh. with that boon on, I'm like... Oh, it destroys oh, him. It destroys him. him. People <laughs> outrunning the beam when it's, because it moves so slowly, is the is the one frustrating thing about, about mm-hmm. using the Demeter cast. So that boon fixing that sounds devastating. I think there's another one that makes the beam track where you are. So the beam will fire towards towards you. So it's really toward, like you drag the beam where you want it to go. Mm -hmm. And that's also very fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, you could also use an Aphrodite boon that uh, 
where enemies close to you deal way less damage. So uh, yes. I, I, I think that's called uh, it's, it's called like attraction or opposites attract or something. There's there's 500 skills in this game, so we're not going to get any of the names. Yeah, we're not going to remember. That well. one I think is different league, and I only know that different I like league. Using that's it. That with the uh, the um, Athena one, the bronze skin. Oh yeah, because oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Athena gives you a flat damage reduction, and different league from Aphrodite gives you damage reduction from enemies near you. So if you yeah. stack those two with the Artemis. I'm sorry, with the Aphrodite Demeter beam, then you can just walk right in front of enemies and they'll do less damage to you and your ice beams will laser them to death. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is just this is just a tiny slice of what you can do in this game. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, it's one thing we're building around. You know, there's so many things you can build around in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nikki, do you have a, a build or a, or a favorite god boon that, uh, that you always look out for? Um, my favorite overall is Ares inflicting doom. Mm. because mm-hmm. they just like blow up uh, I like I like combining that with Dionysus because it's a lot of damage I like combining that with Artemis has one where it's all damage you do can critical so your doom and your hangover can crit Oh, my God. and it's just like bomb boom 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 like everywhere just critting all the time yeah, yeah. and, and I think if you combine that with Aphrodite it's also like you can stack it more it like does more like stuff to them and it's just mm-hmm. like they're just exploding all over the place right yeah. uh, D- dionysus gives damage per second over time when you mm. stack uh, hangover on people but aries is is a single hit it's called doom it's a status effect that just does a large amount of damage after a few seconds so if you want to do a true hokuto no ken build and have someone explode in death a few seconds after you hit them then look then look no further than aries mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good one. There's like a mirror upgrade as well, because, you know, in case you haven't got enough upgrades, there's a mirror where you can change, like, the aspects of certain things. Um, There's one you can put on, because at some point in the game you get the chance to, like, flip the standard ones. Um, Mm. It allows you to do more damage on enemies that have more than two status effects on them. Right. So if you like that that build as well, yeah, it's really, really good. And and the thing is... um, you sort of associate status effects with Dionysus and Aphrodite because Aphrodi- a bunch of Aphrodite stuff gives the weak status and mm-hmm. uh, and Ares, but almost every god can give you a status effect somehow. Like like eventually uh, you'll be able to get um, like a jolted status from uh, from any Zeus lightning attack that yeah. you learn, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I-, I think that. Um, that Artemis doesn't start out with any status effects, but eventually you can get a marked status effect that makes critical hits more effective because because most of Artemis stuff is low damage, high critical hit rate. So that that mirror bonus where you only get like like getting more than three status effects or whatever the number is sounds like a lot at first, but once you make it halfway through a one, it's like oh I have five things that each do a different status effect. Yep, is is a very real possible situation. <laughs> Uh, Dom, do you have a favorite recent build or a favorite god boon that you like to ke- that you like to keep around? Uh, yeah, um, actually, two two of my favorite builds are um, just running um, a high crit build with Excalibur, which is the oh yeah or its yeah. hidden a- hidden aspect, which mm-hmm. is also another thing I love about the game. Yeah, Jesus, uh, it manages to have these um, sneak in like these um, mythology from different cultures into these like. That's right. Like Easter eggs into as various uh, hidden weapon aspects. And Excalibur is a very 
high damage, but like slow swinging claymore, and just like stacking backstab damage, and then like the Artemis and Aphrodite duo boon heartrend, which increases crit mm. against um, weakened enemies, and then just you know hitting Hades for like a five thousand damage crit is so good. It's a chef's kiss right there, and um. Another one that I like is um, using the Lucifer aspect of the rail and then oh. trying to get and then putting um, a Poseidon attack on it and then trying to get the Poseidon and Zeus duo boon. So, um, which is Sea Storm, where every knockback effect also hits the enemy with a bolt of lightning. <laughs> so you have this constant stream of lightning and it's, in the community, it's called the Super Soaker build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really fun. I recommend. I highly recommend it. Uh, if That's listeners, if you're listening to this cold, cold uh, the rail refers to one of the six weapons, the rail gun, and um, Lucifer. You, he, uh, Dom mentioned the uh, Excalibur and Lucifer aspects. Each of the six main weapons has four special versions you can unlock called aspects that fundamentally change how the weapon works, and. Uh, a lot of Poseidon skills give not back, knockback, and basically every Zeus skill involves lightning. So what Dom just described is just one of many of the hundreds of possibilities that sounds super fun and probably has some silly community nickname like the Super Soaker. And I <laughs> love everything about all of this. Holy moly. Every time you beat the game, you, your final, the final boss is your dad, Hades. Uh, you give the option to increase the game's difficulty by adding... Uh, like difficulty spike conditions called heat. And if you uh, beat a game, if you beat the game with a weapon at a certain heat level for the first time, you get more and more rewards. So this game is constantly rewarding you for, uh, for success and giving you an unreal amount of options as a, as a player for how difficult you want the game. If you think the game is getting too hard, there's even a God mode that you can unlock where every time you lose your innate defense or damage reduction increases by 1%. So, uh, as a way to to soften the blow of the of the occasionally high difficulty of Hades. So, there's options for players that want punishing difficulty or want lighter difficulty and just want to see all the cool gods and skills and dialogue, and uh, and and so on. But now let's talk about these gods and that dialogue because every time you play, wait, you wait, did we get Alana's build? Wait, didn't we? We didn't. I- I didn't give one, but everyone's oh. basically given all of mine, so... <laughs> yeah, um, I guess if we want one similar to Dom's, um, I do tend to just run straight Zeus on any of the railguns. Um, chain oh, Lightning. Yeah. Chain, lightning, chain is lightning is so really effective. Good. Yeah, I, 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 Chain Lightning is a good one with any close range or the gun. Um, but I think I build the gun more around the uh, Daedalus hammers that you get, and I mm. tend to like the ones that affect your special. Um, your special with the gun as a standard is just a like kind of a grenade, a launcher that you send off. Just like the change- mortar and bastion. Yeah, pretty much. Um, or you can do it like a spread mortar um, or anything like that. Um, with Lucifer, it's really cool because it's like a little orb that you send out and you can shoot it and it will explode. Um, so, yeah, I like experimenting more with a Daedalus hammer with the um, railgun. Um, but I, my builds tend to vary more based on the weapon. So, like, I tend to normally go for Artemis builds on the bow, the sword I go for... Demeter builds because you can slow them down and you know the sword and the fist are like the most 
I play dangerous with the sword and the fists. Like, I'm right <laughs> in their face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, do you get Athena dash on there? And then you just put whatever DOT or, you know, Demeter. Dash, 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 dash. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Athena but, dash yeah. really, really saves me in the room full of, in the rooms full of witches where they just uh, throw projectiles oh, yeah. at you. Because, yeah. uh, um, uh, again, for the listeners, Athena skills will give you a lot of shields and reflect options. And on the dash you know, basically gives you a, uh, a dash that, that reflects projectiles when you're dashing. So if you're in a room where people are just chucking unreal numbers of fireballs at you, if you just, you know, dash around in a controlled manner, you can reflect most or all of the fireballs right back at the projectile enemies, which helps a lot. Athena dash is very, very safe and useful most, for most builds. Yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, I don't tend to settle into one build at the moment. Like, I've done, like, I want to say, like, 75, 80 runs and, like, I think I just love trying different stuff. Like, I still haven't seen probably... I think I've only seen, like, 10 or 15 duo boons. I'm not sure how many there are. Um, so I haven't seen, like, nearly everything the game has to offer. And I've been playing for 80 hours. Yeah, like, I've only seen yeah. maybe maybe four or five legendary boons. Which, uh, I, 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 think, yeah. I think each god has one, except for maybe uh, maybe one of the gods has two, kind of. Oh, is one of them the fishing one? Yeah. Yeah, that makes <laughs> <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> I love, R I, I love <laughs> RPG fishing. So, um, yes. th that that ping noise when you reach a when you reach a room that has a fishing spot in it make makes me yeah. it makes me triple determined to clear that room quickly because I got to get those fishies. Mm. I hate RPG fishing, but I love Hades fishing mm. so much. I love I, I love, love the names for them. Like you're just adding H's and removing S's sometimes. Like it's a crustacean. Like what yeah. a cop with a H in it and a hellfish, but it's a shellfish, guys. Come on. Like and then you get to the top and it's like this is a trout. It's like, oh it's just a trout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and after I think after you get the end credits, but which which happens when you um get your tenth clear, um there's a guaranteed fishing spot uh in at, at the at the top after you fight Hades. There is. Which is which yeah. just makes me that more determined to fight Hades because not only do I get to visit Greece? I get to fish. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You also get to die in unique ways, which we'll get into. Oh, yeah. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about everybody, though. Let's talk about the dialogue. Yeah, let's, um, this game does not just give you gameplay rewards uh, every time you clear or every time you die. Uh, there are so many denizens in the House of Hades that, uh, and, and you can build relationships with basically all of them. Like, there is so much dialogue in this game, and uh, Zagreus is such a likable dude that he's basically befriending and learning and, um, and getting closer to everyone he meets, except for maybe his dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting there with his dad. Yeah. I mean, he's making progress. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole point of the game, isn't it? Like, he wants to run away from home, and then by your, like, 11th or 12th clear, he's like, oh, this is home kind of thing. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, Zagreus learns that um, his mother was not uh, the primordial goddess Nyx, who he thought for his whole life it was, but a woman named Persephone, who is the daughter of one of the Olympian gods, uh, Demeter. In fact, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be the incestuous daughter of Demeter and Zeus, I think, right? But they're all incestuous. Original um, yeah, in, in original myth, they are. <laughs> I, mean, maybe, I, think they, I think they maybe changed it for uh, Hades. But... Oh, they did. Demeter has a dialogue where she says, I am so sick of Zeus, like, telling people that we're all related. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they just steer right away from the incest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the... she says it's like a farm behind or something. I, th but... I think in Hades, um, Persephone's father is a mortal. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, he is. Correct. 
Right. Okay. So they they changed around the myth a little bit, and I I've just played too many video games the past two months. I'm I'm mixing up names and stories <laughs> with everyone. Uh, like like who like I I go into fatherhood and some other games I've played recently, but I won't. Uh, at least the focus of a lot of it is that um, Zagreus wants to go to Greece to to find his mom, and uh, and Nyx quietly tells him the truth of his parentage and gives him directions to where Persephone is should he be able to escape uh, escape the underworld. Um, again, Nyx, maybe the greatest stepmom in video game history. Holy moly. She, she yes. Yeah, she, she rules. Like, what's really interesting about the way that Zagreus finds out about it is that there's a point in the game after you've done, like, a few runs where, like, the game prompts you to go to sleep and he has, like, an, like the, the narrator accidentally reveals to him <laughs> that it's, like, his mom's Persephone. He's like, oh, this is written in your mother Persephone's hand. And Zagreus is like, wait, what do you mean? And the narrator is like, uh... Uh, I didn't say that kind of thing, and it's like it's such a great little moment. But um, if you know your Greek myth, you'd probably know that Persephone is the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Even later in the game, uh, like Persephone and Hades told you that uh, oh yeah, the um the stories say that that Hades ad- abducted Persephone, but really, like Hades was lonely, and Persephone wanted to leave in Olympus, so Zeus sort of put us together. And which which makes you wondering. Wait a second. So did Zeus have the revisionist history of the incest, but also the revisionist history of what happened between Persephone and Hades? It's <laughs> I like, yeah. Like how how much is Zeus really manipulating all of this? So so that they, they like they're playful with Greek mythology in ways that always make sense in context. Which just that the storytelling is so thoughtful and and the end the moment to moment writing is so good in almost every supergiant game, but the game rewards you with more dialogue and and more character interactions the more you play because by finding items you can unlock sort of special oh they're, they're a little bit like persona social links so i'm just gonna say social links like like a social <laughs> link relationship meter with almost every major character in the game including your dog cerberus the that's <laughs> cerberus um i i do not support a romantic relationship with cerberus but, but for a for a uh, yeah 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 for a dog and caretaker relationship, it is so beautiful. Cerberus is such a good boy in this game, and when it's implied that um, you may have to fight Cerberus because in, in the fourth oh, zone, yeah. in, oh. the, in, in the fourth mm-hmm. zone sticks, you uh, you face Cerberus sort of right in the first room. And Zagreus comes to the realization, yeah, if dad wants me uh, not to leave, then of course he's going to sick Cerberus on me because Cerberus is the watchdog of Hades. Cerberus doesn't let a thing by him. But because Cer- Cerberus also loves Zagreus and, and neither of them want to fight each other, Cerberus will quietly accept a bribe. And you got to just, yeah. <laughs> you, you got to go through the yeah, rest of the dungeon and, 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 and find, the yeah, find the sack of vermin for Cerberus. <laughs> and every time you quote defeat, unquote Cerberus, it gives you different flavor text. Like, yeah. like, like, like Cerberus bites the dust because the vermin were covered in dust or, or like, or Cerberus stands down because you ask politely. Like it, there's, there's so much clever dialogue in even just the, the boss defeat screens that I, 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 I love yeah. all of it. Can we talk about Lerny? Lerny. Yeah, oh. we can. Um, the boss of the second zone is the Lerny and Hydra, uh, which is you know a a, uh, a monster from the eight from the twelve labors of, Her- of Heracles. But you're fighting the undead bony version of the Hydra, and around the twenty fifth thirtieth defeat of the Hydra, and and you'll get there because you fight the the bosses in this game a lot. Um, 
Zagreus decides to be on first terms, on first name terms with the Hydra, <laughs> names him Lerny, and then even the game's big, bold boss text will call the Hydra Lerny the rest of the game. I think it's my favorite thing in this game. <laughs> I love it so much. I think I've got, like, I think I must have 50 screenshots of him just going, oh, Lerny, hiss me if you want to lose or something. And I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. I love it so much. Or, um... What about Zagreus teaching to Tisiphone? Oh, how, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. um, oh, my gosh. Does he get to Zag- do that? Thank goodness. Zag- yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Oh. The, uh, the, um, the Furies are the b- boss of the first zone of the game. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the third one. But um, at first, Electo. At first, you fight Megara, who's an, an old flame of Zagreus's, and you can rekindle that old flame if you want to. And believe me, I wanted to. And then after after you defeat Mega Mega a certain number of times, uh, you fight Tisiphone, and after that, the the first boss is a random is a random selection between Megara and Tisiphone. And after you defeat them a few more times, the third one, Electo, Electo joins, and each of them play quite differently. Um, and and they're the the Furies who uh, who punish sinners that are sent to Hades. I think uh, Megara punishes liars, Tisiphone pu- punishes murderers, and um, uh, Electo punishes. Um, uh, unfaithful lovers so mm-hmm. it's uh so they all have commentary similar to their to the specific vice that they're used to punishing and Tisiphone only can say the word murder un- <laughs> except that Zagreus is slowly teaching her how to say other words <laughs> with additional encounters and even better every time you are about to fight one of the furies um <laughs> Zagreus tries to guess which one it is like mm, I bet it's gonna be Meg this time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's you know it, it, he's not always wrong or always right it's it, it's it, there's so much variety mm-hmm yeah, if we're going through the bosses, then should we go to the most annoying one, Theseus and Asterius? Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, I boy. always save Mort for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mort. Yeah. The only keepsake I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I wanted the relationship with Thanatos, and I achieved that goal. Mm-hmm. Same. Exactly. <laughs> yes, we got there. We got there. You have the best of both worlds, don't worry. <laughs> As someone who has both of them. Um, but yeah, Theseus and Asterius. I love the relationship Zag has with Asterius because you can meet Asterius as a separate mini-boss in mm-hmm. um, Elysium and they sort of build up like a friendly mental rivalry relationship where they just enjoy fighting each other. But Theseus is an arse, basically. And yeah. he is, he is a like, pompous like, jerk and beating him is so satisfying. Yeah, I love the banter the two of them have. It's just like Asterius, um, Theseus being really stubborn and really arrogant, and then Zags just like undercuts him in some way. I can't think of a specific line of dialogue, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, those two are pain. I've probably died <laughs> to those two more than I have to the actual final boss, I would say. That was my real, real first stumbling block. Right. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, every part of this game will be a stumbling block uh, at, at some point. Like, I mean, the first time I got to the third zone, which is which is Elysium, um, I, I really, really struggled with the uh, with the chariot enemies and the butterfly enemies and mm-hmm. and and the and the, the the hero ghosts that have different weapons sometimes like like mm-hmm. it, like it, this to a degree. This is a game of learning where. Like you'll get more and more comfortable every time you play it, but uh, I agree that Theseus and Asterius are a bigger wall than than Lerny or the Furies. Definitely. Yeah, they don't really change too much, like Lerny and um, 
uh, the Furies do. Uh, they do if you start playing around with heat, though, and mm. maybe we'll... Yeah. So, Phaeton, Asterius, and Theseus, you do get a boon that no other boss gives you, and that's the good shade. Yeah, you do. Good shade is best boy. I'm just going to say it right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say the notice? good shade and, and, and Cerberus tie for best boy. I, I, I don't. I don't want to disrespect Cerberi here. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sure they would be best friends, honestly, because yeah. they're both rooting for you. They are <laughs> our number one fan. Yeah. I think my in Asterius's favorite... room when you fight him as a mini boss all alone, like mm-hmm. someone has put Zagreus banners on top of Asterius's banners, and I don't know if that's yeah. the good shape or if that's Asterius. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who did it, but someone did it. Is Asterius oh, quietly rooting for Zagreus the whole time, and then while well, just just to br- uh, just to bring Theseus down a notch? I mean, Asterius deserves so much better than Theseus. Let's just be honest. Right? He's, he's a good boy. He deserves better. The internet thinks otherwise. Do they not? Like, <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure the internet has a lot of thoughts and some, maybe even expressed visually on the relationship between Theseus and Asterius. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, we've been dancing around it the whole time. Um, uh, the art in this game is beautiful. It's by Gen Z, who does, uh, I think, the art for all of the Super Giant games, and they made everyone in this game so attractive that naturally. Oh, cool. Uh, people have really run wild with the the possibilities of shipping, but Zagreus definitely is by, and he you can even have ca- um, canonical um, sexual relationships with both Megara and Thanatos. Uh, Thanatos is, uh, um, I think Zagreus believed that they were half brothers because because Thanatos is the uh, a son of of Nyx, but then. And, and and they grew up as best friends, or at least I, this is my uh, interpretation. But then they uh zagreus realizes hey uh we're not exactly half brothers so hey, an anime we are mm-hmm. boyfriends now <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> and uh, and uh, athanatos um is, who's a very handsome man uh randomly shows up in the game uh, i think he can I, I think he can show up in in all of the zones or is it, is it just uh I think the I think he'll only show up the first time in Elysium. That's the first. That's place what it was. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't see him until Elysium. So that, that you probably have to get to Elysium in order to use him. Sort sort of like how um you can't get any Demeter boons until you at least get to Greece once. You don't you don't have to mm-hmm. have to beat yeah. Hades, but you have to um get to Hades before you get any Demeter boons. So uh and, and again there's a lot of weird conditions for unlocking things in this game. Like I think to get one of the weapon aspect upgrades you have to like like sh- you have to fight the Asterius mini boss with uh is, is it with your fists with fists yeah probably yeah. yeah all of the hidden aspects have strange unlocks like that because mm. i think you have to have a line of dialogue with um achilles to get guan yu the spear yeah, mm-hmm. that's right but like the cool oh. thing i think as well is like they also have these like easter eggs in these reveals as well because um Asterius unlocks the aspect of gilgamesh yeah, and yeah. in that story, I believe Enkidu, who is Gilgamesh's best friend or companion at that mm-hmm. point, um, yeah. he slays a bull, and the uh-huh. and the Babylonian Babylonian. I, I hope I got that right. Yeah, it, the Babylonian it, it, god. It, um, it, well, um, it's, it's 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 Mesopotamian. Um, so the, it would be it would, it, yeah. it would be a belief system shared by the Babylonians and Sumerians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, those gods slay Enkidu for having killed the bull. So like the fact that you get the 
um, get the dialogue from Asterius is also kind of like a, like a, I guess a reference to that. And like it's cool to find out these little details throughout yeah, the game. I like that. Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, I've played so much Final Fantasy that whenever anybody says Enkidu, I immediately think of the chicken from Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, in, in Final Fantasy V, when you fight Gilgamesh, he has a partner named Enkidu, who's this yep. who's this green winged demon thing. So in Final Fantasy XIV, when you fight a, a similar Gilgamesh, um, his his best friend is a green chicken named Enkidu. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool. But uh, yeah, back to Hades and back to how attractive all of these gods and goddesses are. Um, straight up, um, tell me your a favorite boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, um, non-binary crush. Just just throw them out there. We, we don't have to take turns. We haven't spoken about best, well, one of the best boys and the best boss, Charon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Charon. <laughs> Next, like relationship bar was with Karen because yeah. I, I really thought I was going to get a shop discount if I did that, and then the game called <laughs> the game calls you out on it. The game's <laughs> the game's like I bet you thought you were going to get a discount. I was like I was. I didn't think I was <laughs> going to get. A <laughs> Fantastic. Karen is the best. <laughs> All right, mate. D- does the Karen ever when you touch his wallet? Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's there's like a there's a very jazz music stops. Mm-hmm. Hold up. And him and Hermes have definitely got a little thing going I on. I know. Oh my god. Oh, they're I, so I, adorable. So cute. I was actually going to mention Hermes for one of my favorites because he's got like this whole sort of subplot running through the game where he's done a lot of this to help you mm-hmm. uh, reach the top. He does a lot for you, and it's kind of the nicer ones, and or at least the le- less conceited of all the sort of Olympian gods in the game. There are um, some rooms called trial rooms where you can get two boons instead of one, but and and they they're they're empty. They don't have monsters in them at first, and you get to there's you know there's two of the little icons or symbols, and you get to pick one and get it immediately. But then you have to face a trial from the other one because the other god feels slighted for not having been chosen first, and you have yeah. to fight a bunch of monsters, and, and then and then you'll get both boons after you yeah. d- defeat the trial. But the uh, the funny thing is is uh, um, Hermes can't be one of uh, in a trial room. Um, he, 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 he doesn't of, have any duo boons either. Yeah, he but but and he it's implied that he's the one that's delivering the rewards in each room. So like he's been yeah. low key uh, helping you throughout and also like sending messages maybe uh, and and I think I think keeping Nyx abreast of what's going on and maybe other characters as well. All the weapons as well for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and his um his boons are pretty a lot of them are pretty good because they affect your movement speed and attack like speed aura, and yeah. uh, um and sometimes the sometimes your regular dungeon rewards like Hermes boons are are always good again again there isn't a bad set of rewards in this game. Nope. <laughs> uh, call out to plus one dash. Thank you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Being able to chain dashes together. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. just keep dashing and never Forever. stop. <laughs> oh my God. That and uh, depending on what weapon I'm using, like. Uh, attack speed up is really good especially mm-hmm. for something mm-hmm. especially for Excalibur or something which I really love Excalibur but it's a tiny bit slow and Gilgamesh the fists as well putting on that is really good mm-hmm. but yeah Hermes is cute Apollo may be the most conspicuously absent god in this game yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There, there, Apollo there's, and Hera I think yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah there's a uh, 
Um, there are 13 Olympian gods, uh, 14 if you accept what the uh, Roman cult of Hercules said, but there's only nine boons. Um, so there's, a, there's no Hephaestus, no Hera, no Apollo, and no Hestia. Although Hestia um, is referenced with the rail. Yeah. yeah, she's referenced to the rail because she's one of the she's one of the six um, children of uh, of Rhea and Kronos. Uh, Hera's referenced there as well, but uh, and, yeah, but I, I, th- I think it was curious that they made them that they, they made the weapon upgrade items Daedalus hammers instead of Hephaestus hammers. But I think they wanted to make it separate from a boon, and if because yeah. because, because Hephaestus is one of the gods, his upgrades would have to be boons. Is my mm-hmm. theory about it at least? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes, yeah. Um, I love Dionysus, not only because he's totally cute, <laughs> mm. but also because he um, tells Zagreus to play a prank on Orpheus to tell them they're mm. the same person, which is based <laughs> yeah. off of one of their, like, Greek myths where they were, like, torn apart by the Titans, and Orpheus just believes him. Like, Zagreus yes. keeps telling him, no, it was just a prank, bro, and Orpheus <laughs> is like, you don't need to be so, like, modest. I know you're so great. And he makes a song for it and sings it for you. And it's so, so good. I, I love, love Orpheus and Eurydice in this game. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, I, love I need Eurydice them to get back together. I need Achilles and Patroclus to get back together. I need oh, everyone to just get back yeah. together right now. As long with that mention in Achilles or Patroclus. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Achilles... <laughs> And Patroclus from the, I mean, from the from the, the myth of Troy, um, uh, uh, are separated in this game because Achilles is a resident of the house of Hades and and is um, canonically Zagreus's trainer, and Patroclus is stuck in Elysium, and they've been sep- separated for years and years. And one of the si- one of the multiple side quests in this game, uh, well, let's say two of them, like you can get uh, um, uh, Achilles and Patroclus to get back together. You can have Eurydice and Orpheus get back together. You can have Nyx reconcile with her yes. uh, with her father brother Chaos. Whatever you, however you Chaos. want to ca- categorize Chaos. Parent. Parent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause, yeah. I love them so much. I love so Amazing. Oh, and, and you, you can um, you can Chaos. you can release Sisyphus um, from his contract to so that he's a so that he won't be tortured quite as much by Megara anymore. Mm-hmm. I just so, realized that Solosia was wrong about the number of boons. I was? How how many what yeah. uh, you thought you not mentioned the Baldy boons. Oh uh. how dare I <laughs> How dare I? Sisyphus how has dare been, you. Sisyphus has been pushing his boulder up the hill only to have it fall down uh for so so many years that he's named his boulder Boldy, and you can even enter a social link relationship with Boldy that does not change much, but you sure can spend nectar on him if you want. <laughs> he gives you a, a very minor boon <laughs> randomly. So it's like five health or something like that. It depends. Yeah. Got a good oh, companion, man. though. Have Sisyphus. Definitely. Yeah. Gotta have a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we've mentioned them offhand, but uh, y- you can find Sisyphus in Zone 1, Eurydice in Zone 2, and Patroclus in Zone 3, and each of them gives you a, a pretty excellent choice of rewards if you if you find their rooms randomly. Um, yes. especially, especially the Eurydice rewards. I She gives you free skill upgrades, and I, I hope to run into her every run, although I'm not always so fortunate to do that. Yeah, nope. Patroclus is. If I'm having a bad run and I've lost all my death defiance, I'm it's like yeah. a golden, a golden beacon in the darkness. It's like literally Patroclus. a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes he doesn't show up when you do most. 
And and if you're doing really well by the time you run into Patroclus and you have all your death defiances, yeah. which, which are like extra like, lives, Meh. and and your health is good, you can be like, oh, I can get an extra thirty percent attack damage for Theseus and Asterius. Sign me up, bro. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not only fifty percent; it's like a it's lot. It's sixty percent. Jeez, it's even, it's even more than I remembered. Uh... It's it's yeah, so can, much for like yeah, ten restore. Yeah, you can have a restore thirty percent of your health. Thirty yeah. percent of your health per room for five rooms or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so yeah, he'll I give don't you. Use that very often, though. I must. Uh, admit. Yeah. The attack, the attack. Definitely the death defiance, then the attack one, and then I guess the health one if I need it. It's like well, if you have all your death defiances and health is a big problem, then uh, maybe pick that one. But but uh, but the options are good, and um, Eurydice's options are increase the rarity of one skill randomly level up three skills or guarantee that your next skill that your next boon is a really good rarity so i think, I think it's uh, two, increase two, the rarity two. of two skills oh increase the rarity yeah. of two. Oh, that's uh, better than i remember the next three skills are three boons yeah, th- three boons upgraded that yeah okay okay yeah. and uh, but 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 yeah but she affects the, the the power of individual skills and um um sisyphus's rewards are pretty simple he either gives you uh i think it's gold um healing or is it darkness darkness Right. Darkness, yeah. yeah, yeah. Darkness, gems, nectar, ambrosia, uh, diamonds, uh, titan blood. <laughs> There's so many different currencies in this game. It's, it's it's more complicated than Destiny 2. I love going to the shop. Okay, I've got 10 nectar. I'll exchange that for 10 or a, a thousand darkness. A thousand darkness into one titan blood. One titan blood into an ambrosia. I got it. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, titan blood unlocks yeah. weapon aspects. Uh, and Nectar gives you more dialogue with uh, um, in the God social links. Ambrosia is like super Nectar that you need to to max out your social links, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you, and all of them are currency for uh, getting upgrades from the from the the Fates Journal. Uh, Darkness get, gives you upgrades in the in those mirror bonuses. Gems give you up, let you upgrade the uh, stuff that are in the house. It's you will never run out of things to do in this game. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, I like how the devs also have the foresight where, like, for instance, if you, like, maxed out on your mirror upgrades and you run into a chamber and you're where it's like, oh, the reward is darkness, and, like, you don't really have a use for darkness anymore, right? But they have the foresight to give you an upgrade where darkness then also gives you a max health up right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's always, like, incentive. And there's never a room where you're like, oh, well, this sucks. I got like absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah. And so and like... even even if you uh, like darkness and gems are probably the lowest two currencies. If you've spent every single darkness thing on the mirror and every single gems thing in the uh, in the house renovator, you can always either um, exchange them for more advanced currency by uh, mm-hmm. with the at the the ex- at the exchange rate counter or um, buy those useless status symbol badges in in Hades' room that that always have a like. A thousand darkness as their as their price or whatever. So the, even even when you think you've ex- completely exhausted one currency, you can always at mm-hmm. least exchange it or spend it on a status symbol. So you will mm-hmm. never run out of things to do in this game. And if you, yeah. a, as a player, truly have, then uh, first of all, props. Second of all, how? How? <laughs> yeah, like people are still finding new dialogue now. Like I remember a few weeks ago, um, somebody decided to go to Hades without 
any boons at all. And Hades acknowledges that you have no boons. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. You have to like sell them as you go. And it's like yeah. oh, that wow. amount of detail. And like every boss will react to certain weapons that you've got. And Hades will react to every weapon you use. Like, oh, that sword is the one that Poseidon used. It looks better on you or kind of things mm. like that. And then... You know, I'm like a, a serious reacts to when you take Gilgamesh there and he tells Theseus he's like oh this is the weapon I was telling you about and Theseus mm-hmm. is like oh bear claws now you look like a monster like you really are Zagreus and it's like <laughs> there's just so many lines of yeah. like even the gods like I think um, you take the aspect of Achilles and Artemis pops up and Artemis is a bit of a fan of Achilles she has a little bit of a moment she's like Oh my god, is that Achilles' spear? Kind of thing? like <laughs> it's just so great. And and the, yeah, I, I, just, I just sort of love how um like like the Olympian gods are 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 very capricious and subject to whims. Like like they'll they'll be super mad right. at you if you don't pick them at a trial, but then immediately oh, yeah. forgive you afterwards. But I just um, love that there that there aren't very many of them. So when they learn that Zagreus isn't immortal like them, they all just want to meet him and be friends with him. Like, like it's, there's so much positivity in his interactions with his uh, Olympian family that I, I just grew to really like all of the Olympian gods in this game. Mm-hmm. Although Zeus is still a rascal. I mean, come on. <laughs> I feel like Zeus, no matter how well they write him, I can't like just forget how he actually is in the yeah. mythology. <laughs> how he yeah. is how he is the the worst adulterer in the history of fiction and um and maybe uh the worst deadbeat dad in the history of fiction. Yep. But you know who isn't Ares, best boy, yeah. Oh, is that the best boy? They made Ares. Harry- he supports you and Than. Never talked too much about Than, and I think he's adorable. Um, Than might be my favorite NPC in the whole game. I know that's Sunday. I think he's probably mine as well. Um, Predictable, Um, but like, I just love how they're like. It's like unreconciled love, isn't it? Like, it's the traditional like best friends from birth growing up together romance, and like their interactions feel so natural. Like. I, I, my favorite one, my favorite one is way beyond when they're like together. Is when you walk into a room, the bell goes off, and Zagreus just goes dong, and then oh, yeah. starts, like pops up, and he's like, "Here I am." I'm just like, these two are boyfriends, everybody. And, and, doing and, and I love if you get into a relationship with both Megara and Than, um, then you can run into Than and Megara like drinking in the cafeteria together, talking about Zag. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're totally cool about it. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. And I was really, I was a little bit surprised they went with it. And it felt so natural as well. Like that dialogue scene between San and Zag in Zag's bedroom is really, it really got me. I was like, it felt very natural, like a very unreconciled relationship kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, they're actually going to do it. And they did it. And I was like, oh, they did the thing. And I was like, yeah. And then the same thing happens with Meg. And it's all, it's so good. I, I, I really, yeah, Thanatos is, Thanatos is just a sad boy, isn't he? And he's not very good at showing his emotions. And- he's a sad, yeah. edgy boy that is not is not great at communicating, but eventually, just my type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 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 slightly unavailable, <laughs> but you but you can tell there's something there, and maybe you can make him uh, connect with. Maybe you can have him, uh, you know, uh, uh, connect emotionally a little bit. It, it's 
yeah. they made him very attractive. And also in yeah. a, in a gameplay setting, um, whenever you re, uh, you encounter Thanatos, he does a bunch of super powerful attacks to help you uh, um, kill the monsters in there. And he'll give you a like he'll say thanks and leave, um, no matter what. But if you kill more monsters than he does, then you get an extra reward, which is you know mm-hmm. awesome. Fan it's best boy. It's always a central heart. Yeah, always. for yeah, to, to, yeah. Uh, to upgrade your max health, and um, he gives you the heart. Oh. And, and the, the, cry the every time. he gives you his heart in addition to the uh, to the reward of the room. So he it's not like he's forcing. Yeah. He, he's uh, he's taking something away from you. He he would right. never. He would never. He would never. He's trying to tell you, Zagreus. You just gotta listen. <laughs> the first like major house renovation thing I did was putting all of the cute like uh furniture in Than's little like corner so he yeah. could like have all that decoration. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Like I had no idea that like once you get to a certain point you can hire um what's he called? The house contractor. Yeah. And you can pay him to decorate the house of Hades. And I'm like, wait, this is the Sims now? Like why are we <laughs> doing it? Pretty flowers. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You can change, yeah. there you can are... You can give toys to Cerberus. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you can upgrade his bed and give him toys. Uh, you, yep. you can you, you can add all kinds of things into the, um, onto the, the kitchen counter in the cafeteria. Um, uh, the, 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 so many curtains and rugs to choose from. And every time you change something, Hades grumbles and complains because uh, <laughs> Hades, who is, who is present in the room every time you attack... <laughs> I'm sorry, every time you attempt to escape in open defiance of him, it makes Hades, not only is he the title character, but and the final boss of every run, he's like, he, he he's kind of put upon, like, like the, the, he doesn't want Zagreus to leave, but, and he has difficulty talking to his son. He, he's sort of the most important character in the whole game. Well, yeah, it's a very old-fashioned sort of dad yeah. just can't mm. talk about what he really wants. Right. Yeah. Like, in, like, bad ways. And he's, like, in a rock and a hard place, isn't he? Because he's essentially having to stay in the underworld because that's what's been decided for him. Like, he's not got a choice. Like, he can't leave anymore. And it's... Yeah, he's frustrated with that. And, you know, then he loses his wife, Persephone. And then yeah. it's just it's just a difficult situation kind of thing. And, like, by the end, you kind of feel for him. And I do, like, I, you can give him nectar. And I'm starting to break through that shell a little bit yeah. now. He's kind of like, <laughs> oh, I, you know. And I think, like, the really funny thing is, is, like, initially, like, Zagreus is just bored of working in the House of Hades for his dad. Because he's essentially, like... Like, he just does paperwork, doesn't he? Because like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you can unlock the room at a certain point that has all the files and it like saves all of your like every clear that you do or every failure that you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's what Zagreus used to do. He just used to file stuff away. On yeah. the back of that, I do really like, and Hypnos does this as well. If you die to Hades, it <laughs> never tells you. It's yeah, is like, wow, you died to Redacted? Can you tell me who that is? <laughs> and, like, yeah. and Hades just pretends it never happened. What? You beat me? I don't remember that. That didn't happen. That, 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 that's a very dad move to like, to like, <laughs> to like, to like, like, uh, quietly correct the golf scores on his scorecard. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, my, my favorite joke in the game, which is um, when you're fighting Hades and his cape burns off, as Agri said, 
how many of those things do you have? <laughs> or something like that. And then yeah. when you finally unlock Hades' room, you can check his wardrobe, and there's nothing but capes, and Zagros <laughs> is like, I knew it. Or like in, uh, in, in like um, the Ellen Delon movie, Le Samurai, where he uh, he like goes into, into his apartment, and you open the closet, and it's just hundreds of the same coat he's wearing the whole movie. <laughs> That, that that movie is a really cool like uh like French New Wave movie that's like, like that's quietly hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to Alain Delon, the, the epitome of French cool. Either him or Jean Reno, those two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But anyway, okay. If, if, if I'm talking about about French New Wave crime drama, maybe we're near the end of the episode. Uh. But so I want one final question from each of you. Um. Uh, Hades had a long uh early access period, a lot of fan input, a lot of data that they had to, to you know, work the game and, and fine-tune it to a release that was very successful. It, it's um, it, it's won a lot of Game of the Year awards, maybe not all of them in a year, that also has Final Fantasy VII Remake and The Last of Us 2 in it. But it, it was it was Time Magazine's Game of the Year, of all things. That, was, that wasn't something I was expecting to say out loud on the podcast in 2020. Although, although, this, episode is, although this episode is coming out in early 2021, I know. Of the year. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he, he's like him and Ichiban Kasuga are tied for my man of the year. Fair enough. But uh, but but there's been no news of um, post-release DLC, and this we live in an era where we almost expect some level of DLC from major releases. Uh, and mm. but uh, but Super Giants never really done that for their games, whether they rejected on principle or are always working on the next game or uh, or what have you. They have their own reasons, but. Um, what would you prefer? Like, would you be willing to pay for a Hades uh, expansion pack that maybe adds, let's say, Apollo and Hera as boons? Um, Would you just want them to move on to a Hades 2? Or do you think that they'd be more likely to just continue supporting the game with smaller updates? Like, like, we all like Hades. We all probably want more Hades, at least to a degree, but how much mm-hmm. more and how and, and exactly how do we want more? Uh, the floor is yours, anyone. Um, well, I think that there's still a lot of room to explore with the... I mean, we've only gotten to Greece and we haven't even like come even close to even the base of Mount Olympus. I don't think it's super likely we'll get a DLC for it. Maybe someday, maybe a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in a, maybe a different mythology sort of sequel. <laughs> But that sort of style, maybe an Egyptian mythology. I'd mm. quite like Ooh, that. They could call the game Anubis, and it's about a, a soul Anubis. trying a, a, a soul <laughs> trying to trying to leave the Egyptian underworld in reverse order, in the reverse order of the journey of the soul. There you go. I I mean I'm already excited for whatever Supergiant does because I mean I just played their games for a full month. Um, I played Pyre for the first time in December and Hades for the first time in October November. I think a, a day or two before Halloween, because I have a vivid memory of playing the game on Halloween with a bowl of candy next to me, intending to just uh, give to trick-or-treaters while playing Hades all night, but my house got zero trick-or-treaters because of the pandemic. <laughs> so it ended, yeah. up just, it ended up just being me playing Hades and eating candy. <laughs> it was a good time. It was yep. at the right time. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, like... I, I think this is a game that you can binge for hours and hours and get a lot out of it or play one run for 30 minutes or less and, mm-hmm. and, and like play it like in a, like a daily, uh, in a daily means. Um, Alana, you and I have talked about how th- this game, because it, it just puts you in a good mood, it's therapeutic in a way. 
Oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah, like it's a crutch, definitely. Like I don't want to go into it too much, but yeah, like the time I was playing this was probably one of the most difficult periods of my life, and I literally the idea of like repetition, going back to the house, talking to all my friends in the house, doing this, doing that, like everything. Uh, yeah, Hades was. Hades came at the right time. I would have loved it anyway, but like, there's something really, really, really special about it. Um, and I still use it now. Like, if I've had a really rubbish day, then I just do one run in Hades. And like, I don't. Lo- I, there's not many games that I find really funny when I lose. But like, I never get really annoyed at myself if I do like a really stupid thing. Like, I I died on Lecto the other day, and I've cleared this like 25 <laughs> times, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, um. To roll it back to the question earlier, um, I don't think Supergiant are going to do DLC. Um, they have said they are working on their next game. Uh, as far as I'm aware, Darren mm-hmm. Korb, um, who is the composer and the voice actor for Zagreus and Skelly, who we didn't mention once. Um, yeah. Zagreus man in the game. Skell, um, but Ske- yeah. Skelly legends. Skelly. <laughs> He's got a story about him being, oh God, is it Skelegrius or one of the kings i can't remember i've done a little bit of it um he's maxed out um but yeah um darren corb said that they were already thinking about their next game i just want i want to know what they're doing next because mm. i was on those episodes <laughs> with you and like from admiring Supergiant from a distance to basically becoming i will buy their next game day one regardless oh, yeah. of what it is like i don't care like you know, I've played a hybrid sports story visual novel RPG and loved it. Mm-hmm. I will buy. It. I will buy a flipping hockey game if they make it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I would buy it just. I would buy just a dating sim starring characters from previous Supergiant games. Oh, oh wow. Puyo Puyo Tetris, but with, like, every <laughs> character. In I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, given a lot of discussions that have been going around in the media about uh, crunch culture and work ethic and everything, and we talked about this a lot on the last three episodes with Eva, um, Supergiant are basically a model studio for how game development should be. Like, you know mandatory holiday and breaks and not encouraging overtime or if they do overtime then take the time back kind of thing like they they have a real passion and a craft for what they do but they also respect their employees and it's been such a really it's it's so cool to see them from 2009 when they formed to now just how they've grown and how they're still like a grassroots company essentially and yeah, they're just they're just they're just great, aren't they? Like I can't take anything away Agreed. from them. This whole discussion just makes me want to fire up my switch and play Hades some more. <laughs> I've got to go to bed, so <laughs> Yeah. It's it's very it's very late for our uh for our um panelists in the UK and very early for our panelists in South Korea. This game uh excuse me, this episode is recorded across four countries and three continents. And uh I'm I'm glad we were able to schedule it and get to get it together. Um, Hades was my game of 2020. I, I've said over and over that my my two favorites were were Hades and Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I, and I think that Hades um, edged out that other uh, the other one. But um, I like Yakuza Like a Dragon so much. We're doing a spoiler cast on that game very soon. I think it's going to be the first uh, episode of February. So 
Um, we don't only talk about old games and retro encounters. Sometimes I like a new game so much I can't help but insist on podcasting about it. And that is what brought the five of us together today. Later this month, we're doing two episodes on Batsen Kaitos, Eternal Wings, and Lost Ocean. Alana, you're hosting those episodes, and I cannot wait to hear about this weird GameCube thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking disc one first episode. It's going to be a nice split. Uh, we're we'll talking talk- card games. We're going to be talking card games. We're we'll talking about card essence. We're going to be talking about <laughs> other things. This is a weird game. We're going to be talking about Tower of Daruga. Like, it's going to be a good time. But Tower of Daruga. Well, yeah, this is an Amco game, Daruga, I guess, right? Sorry. Yeah. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Do you, can you get the yeah. blue crystal rod in this game? Uh, you can't, but there is a dungeon <sighs> that references that game, and we'll be talking about it on the first episode. All so right. I have not played Batan Kaitos, but I am very interested to hear about it. Uh, and the, and I, unsurprisingly, I listen to all of retro, all of the podcasts on RPG Fan, so I will learn about Batan Kaitos very soon. Um, but after Batan Kaitos, we're, we have some episodes planned in February. Um, we're going to do a Yakuza Like a Dragon spoiler cast, like I mentioned. Two episodes on Radiant Historia, that Atlas DS RPG, <laughs> that gets real weird about time travel and has a wonderful Yoko Shimomura soundtrack. But if you want to email us about Batsun Kaidos or Yakuza or Radiant Historia, the best way to do so is email retro at RPGfan.com. You can also comment on RPG Fan's message boards or our Facebook page or Instagram page or our Twitter page or our Discord server or our YouTube channel or on Twitch.com where we have something... St- I'm sorry, Twitch.tv where we have something streaming almost every day. And Leona, you're an occasional streamer for, uh, for RPG Fan, aren't you? Uh, sometimes I join with Scott and Steph. Yeah, mm-hmm. we play some fun visual novels. Yeah, you did. You played, played AI's Somnium Files together. That game's a, that game's <laughs> well, a yeah. It's like it's a good game. It's such yeah, it a is. good game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, plenty of Twitch archives and current Twitch playthroughs to watch on RPG Fan's Twitch page. Uh, the tw- RPG Fan also has three other fine podcasts: Random Encounter about randomness, Rhythm Encounter about RPG music, and Phoenix Edge, another weekly podcast about mostly current events. You can review Retro Encounter or those other three on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or however you are listening to us. Give us all the feedback you are willing to provide. Um, but if you want to give us feedback at a more individual level, let's tell the listener how to do so, starting with you, Leona. Well, I don't want your feedback, but you can follow... <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you can give me your positive reinforcement on my Twitter, <laughs> Twitter <laughs> Starmongus, and you can follow me on Twitch, where I stream three times a week RPGs. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 2 right now, the first time. Oh, it's I'm really sorry. fun. No, I'm really enjoying it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm one of them now. I'm one of them now. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Starmongus RPG fan. It's a very long name. Uh, Dom, how can listeners reach you? Uh, yeah, um, I'll be, I hang around Discord a lot. So you can find me on there or you can find me on the servers where I tend to lurk a lot as well. I post the podcast sometimes and get sports mad sometimes on our Discord. Um, but uh, Nikki, how can listeners reach you? It's a secret right now because while I totally agree that we probably won't see DLC, it's going to take a lot of like balancing and stuff to get in Apollo. Mm. I am going to be using my secret space to invoke the powers that be to add Kron and Ares love interest <laughs> DLC. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so it has it, to be secret for now. So nobody a... can, you know, see my invocations. Make, make that but one of the I will side, get that Aries DLC and Charon. We gotta, we gotta marry them. 
<laughs> but like you have to go into the filing cabinets to get like the Sisyphus contract or uh, or exactly, um, or yes. uh, or Patroclus's contract. Like just just add a side quest DLC in the same manner so that Charon yeah. and Ares, who are meant for each other, can be together. But Alana, um, do you have a favorite side quest you would like to add in theory, or alternatively, tell listeners how they can find you? My favorite side quest, I think Cerberus petting is just enough for me. Uh, mm. Don't yes. make him a boss fight. Um, but if you want to read <laughs> me personally, uh, you can do it on Twitter or Instagram. I am at Alana Hagues on either of those. Uh, I do hang around on the Discord occasionally as well. I am Alana on there. Or if you want to email me, I am alanah at rpgfan.com. Excellent. And uh, thank you, listeners, for hanging out with us and talking Hades. If you want to hang out with me and talk to me more directly, you can find me on Twitter at The Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs other times, and at even fewer times on RPG Fans Discord as Monsoon Mike. So thanks a lot, mates. Thanks, mate. <laughs> thank you. Good night and good luck.